stressful. Dating is nerve-wracking. It's fun. When it's fun, it's I'd fun. I'd say that Eye-opening. in a way it's healthy. Enlightening. It can be awkward. I, I think I've learned a lot about myself. It definitely takes work. And interesting. Exciting. I think it's exciting. Exciting. The worst part of dating is dating. Hey everyone, you're listening to K, the podcast all about dating. I'm Chelsea Ray, and in this episode, we're talking about dating with children. I feel like I see this so often, men and women dating after they've had their children, whether it's after a divorce or an unplanned pregnancy, and the world is full of advice when it comes to dating with some kiddos in the mix. My Facebook and Twitter feeds are often cluttered with titles like six things you should know before dating a man with kids, or how to date after divorce. This topic is trending in our generation, and it's more important than ever to understand how to develop a relationship with someone who comes with more than just trust issues in their baggage. Don't get me wrong, I love children, and I'm not referring to them negatively as baggage. But they do complicate things unless you figure out how to incorporate them into your love life and how you make decisions about a future partner. You have to ask yourself, not only will they be a supportive and loving romantic partner, but will they make a great father or mother to a child that isn't theirs? Will they date you if you have kids? What if you've been divorced? Are they willing to take that on? These are some hard questions that my guests had to face. And then one day I was pregnant. Uh, I'm guessing that was not planned, no. by the way you said that. It was not planned. It was not planned. Um, I was terrified of the idea at first and then um, and then continued to make some wrong decisions after that. Like that was the beginning of the train wreck and everything else just kind of came after. That's Shannon. Shannon's 31 years old, living in a Chicago suburb and working as a pharmacist. Shannon got pregnant unexpectedly with her son Devlin when she was 25. She married Devlin's father, Keith, hoping that their marriage would provide a sense of family for Devlin. Unfortunately, the relationship was rocky at best and incredibly unhealthy for her and Devlin. What other bad decisions did you make after that? Um, the decision to get married. I shouldn't have done that. Did you get married mostly because you were pregnant and you thought that was the right thing to do? I got married because I wanted to give my son the full opportunity to have a normal family. My family was divorced and wanted to give my son the opportunity to have a family that thrived. Mm-hmm. But I knew going into it, it wasn't going to work and still decided to do it. There was still some hope in there. Yeah. 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 So you got married and then you had your son. Yes. How did that affect the marriage? Um. At first, nothing big really seemed to change. Keith was still doing all the same shit he was doing before. and Like what? Um, he drank a lot, and he smoked weed and smoked cigarettes, and all of that was stuff that I told him I wanted him to change after Devlin came because we have a child together, and I didn't want him to be around that. I wanted him to be around two successful parents who did anything they could for their kid and not come home from school every day or come home from work every day and drink beer or things like that. I wanted normalcy. Mm -hmm. And did any of that behavior change? No, it did not. Maybe the weed stopped, but the cigarettes didn't, the drinking didn't. It caused a lot of 
tension between him and I, and I'm not perfect either. I mean, there was a lot of stuff that happened before I got pregnant too, and um, and so I'm not perfect in that relationship. I wasn't. I had made my own mistakes, and um, he chose to look past them and want to still be with me, and so it was kind of after after I cheated on him before we got married like he still wanted to be with me and then and then it was from there from that moment is when I was pregnant then we bought a house and then we got married and then we had my son nine months later so like it was it was a big a whole lot of like life-changing decisions in a very short span of time and so it was very very dramatic of a change Sounds like it was sort of full steam ahead. Like yes. there was just no stopping the progression of events <laughs> yes. that took place. Yes. Yeah. It just it just all steamrolled into one giant disaster. So how did you get from the point of marrying him and thinking, okay, my son's going to have, you know, a mom and dad that live together that are married to this marriage has failed and I need to get out? How did that happen? Um I felt like he was always drinking and I repeatedly asked him to stop and we saw a marriage counselor for a year and that nothing changed. He would show up there smelling like alcohol and just, it wasn't, it wasn't fun. And in October of 2011, he accused me of cheating on him again and I wasn't, I hadn't been. And he looked me in the face and said, I never, I hate you. I never want to see your face again. And that was when I decided that I'd had enough, but wanted to kind of finish out the year and see kind of where the year had taken us. And at the beginning of 2012, I couldn't do it anymore. I, I couldn't do it anymore. I was doing everything I could to not go home. I didn't, I didn't want to be there. I didn't want to be anywhere near that house. I, I was not in a good spot. I hated being home. I didn't... I, I would leave work and think about ways to not go home, think about things I could do to just disappear. Um, I hated my life so much that I used to think about stopping my car on the train tracks and just letting a train hit me. It was very hard, very frustrating. Actually, my dad, um, my dad didn't want me to get married because he knew that yeah. something like this was going to happen. And I should have listened to him. But I was young and I was stubborn. Don't you hate it when parents are right? <laughs> yes. Now, so now you're dating. I am. Right. So, I am dating. So you went through this horrible time in your life where you were trying to figure out your marriage and it didn't work out. You got divorced. How soon after your divorce did you feel like you were ready to start maybe opening up romantically? Um, actually, the guy I'm currently dating was with me through my divorce. Okay. So he was he was one of those friends that I leaned on when I needed help, when I needed to just ugly cry in a parking lot mm -hmm. and not have anybody say anything but just be there for me. Yeah. He was that person. And um he just showed like I wasn't looking for anything romantic after my divorce, it was ugly, it was brutal, it was not fun. And I just didn't want to like throw myself out there again right away because I wanted to give myself time to adjust to how things were going. Mm -hmm. But Dan, 
was there for me through everything I had been through. He was there through the divorce. He was there through um, the countless numbers of arguing, of fighting, of just me not being okay. And he's actually what stopped me from stopping my car on the train tracks or anything like that. He was the one that I thought of and my son when I wanted to do that because he was just so supportive and everything that we did was always, well, we will get through this. This isn't just something you have to go through. I'll be here for you. Mm -hmm. And those feelings turned into romantic feelings and we started dating for a long time, for a very, very long time. It was just him and me. We didn't include Devlin in the things that we were doing. He knew I had a child, but we wanted to work on our relationship before we brought my son into it. We wanted to make sure that it was something that was going to work before we subjected my son to getting to know somebody and getting attached to somebody if there wasn't like a real possibility of something substantial growing from it. Mm-hmm. So how long did you wait to tell Devlin that you were dating someone or that you were in a romantic relationship? How long did the relationship last before you told Devlin? Devlin didn't start hanging out with me and Dan until summer of 2014. So it had been over a year that you were seeing Dan and trying to navigate when was the right time to integrate him into your family. Yeah. Okay. Um, How did that first meeting go? They had met when they had met towards the beginning of our relationship because I brought him to work a couple of times and and things like that. So he knew who Devlin was and Devlin knew who Dan was. And Mm -hmm. so it wasn't like they weren't, they didn't know each other per se. We wanted to have like a fun day with Devlin. So we'd taken him to, oh gosh, I don't even remember what we did with him that first day that they were like real together. Over the course of the way that our relationship had progressed, we had taken him to medieval times. We've taken him to um, AHL hockey games, like the minor league hockey games. We'd taken him there. We'd taken him to parks and the zoo. And I think that's what it was. We took him to the zoo the first time they really hung out together. When Dan and I first started dating, he was very unsure of if he wanted to be in a relationship with somebody that had a child but the more him and I spent time together the more we we just clicked like we don't fight we don't argue we we have a lot of fun together and just the relationship we have is very strong it's very it's honest and it's complete and then when he's with Devlin they they play like Dan's a two-year-old and like you know they play around and wrestle and play with foam swords and and stuff like that and and they and they do have a really good time and but then but then we go to Dan's softball games on Sundays during the summer and after the games Dan will sit there with Devlin and show him how to hit the ball and like how to throw better and how he should stand and he just coaches him and guides him and it's it's a lot of fun to watch. Um, I really just focused on myself. I didn't date anybody for a long time. 
I focused on Aiden. I went back to school, ended up getting my CNA, um, moved up in the job that I was in. I got a promotion, um, went back and started working on my associate's degree. So really I was just um, focusing on bettering my life and myself for Aiden and I did not care about dating at all at that point. That's Katie. Katie had her son Aiden when she was in her late teens after two months of dating Matt. Matt, unfortunately, was not a very nice guy. He was violent, unmotivated, and ended up being incarcerated on several occasions. Thankfully, Katie recognized that she and Aiden deserved better and needed stability, so she left. She took a break from dating while she recovered from that roller coaster of a relationship, but then she reconnected with an old friend from high school, coincidentally also named Matthew, and the two are now happily married with a child of their own. But the journey they embarked on when they met was anything but easy. Matthew had two children of his own with his ex-girlfriend, who was also one of Katie's closest friends as a teenager. So you started dating Matthew, and you knew that he had children from a previous relationship. Yes. And that was sort of a special circumstance. Mm-hmm. So tell me a little bit about the special circumstance between you and your husband, Matthew, and his ex-girlfriend. Um, well, Jill, I met her when I was about 13. We went to Christian Life together, and we ended up being best friends for a, a while. Mm-hmm. Um, so when Matthew was dating Jill and ha- had the two kids... I was really good friends with Jill. Was this, So was this high school or was this after high school that they had their children? Um, this was right after high school. Okay. Um, but we were friends uh, middle school, high school, and then she, I think, ended up getting pregnant with Hayden right after I got pregnant with Aiden. Um, Is that her first son? Her, yeah, her first son. So... Matthew and Jill are together at this point. Mm-hmm. She has just gotten pregnant with her first son right around the time that you were pregnant with Aiden. Correct. So how did this flip-flop happen where your current husband, Matthew, was with your friend Jill, and they had a couple children together, and then all of mm-hmm. a sudden you guys get together? How did that transition happen? Well, well, I will say that even when Jill and Matthew were dating... Um, there was a few times me and Matthew had conversations, um, still kept in contact with each other. And at times I knew Jill and Matthew were having issues, Mm -hmm. I would say. Um, I knew Jill was kind of crazy and there was a couple times he, he kind of reached out to me, um, wanting to date me. Um, and I didn't because of Jill and her issues, and the kids. Um, But then, after they broke up for good, um, Mm -hmm. and Matthew took probably three or, probably three months before he contacted me um, to tell him, you know, he's not with Jill anymore, and um, I didn't want him to just jump into a relationship with me, Mm -hmm. I guess. Um... I wanted him to make sure that 
that that's what he wanted mm-hmm. because it's a big deal when you decide to walk away from somebody, especially having kids together. I was going to say, yeah, because you had Aiden. You had mm-hmm. already been with Aiden's biological father and mm-hmm. knew what all the complexity of that. Yes. And yes. then to try and jump into a relationship with somebody else mm-hmm. who also has children and has mm-hmm. been in a complex relationship. like. And, and I would say I, I always knew that Matthew liked me mm-hmm. and wanted to be with me. You know, I knew probably a couple months into us being officially boyfriend and girlfriend that he was a man I wanted to spend the rest of my life with. Yeah. I, I knew that. Um, so when he did, um, I would say, propose to me, I really did want to wait to get married. Um, but then I did find out that I was pregnant with Abel. I did get pregnant with Abel before um, we got married. And I really did not want to have another child out of wedlock. I don't believe that that's how you should raise your kids. I think that's why a lot of relationships don't work out because they're you're not married. Okay. Um, I feel like when you're just boyfriend and girlfriend, having kids, it's easy, I feel like, for the other party to walk away when things get rough. Right. Whereas mm-hmm. if you're married, it's going to take a lot yeah. more this commitment that you've mm-hmm. made that's now broken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's like a forever commitment um, to work through any issues that you may have. Mm-hmm. Um, so while you and Matthew were dating, I mean, obviously he had his two children. How did you incorporate them into your romantic relationship? You said you knew you wanted to spend the rest of your life with him pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. So how did you transition the children into that decision? Well, and that's unique because I didn't actually get to see Hayden and Ezra until after we were married. Because when Jill found out that me and Matthew had gotten together, she took Hayden and Ezra from him and would not let him have any contact with them. So I think it's safe to say that you and Jill don't have a relationship then? No. And if we would have one, it probably wouldn't be a good one at this point. So how does that affect your marriage now to Matthew and, you know, your relationship with his children? Because he does have visitation now, right? Yes, yes. He does have visitation now, which is very hard on our relationship because it is at his mother's house. um, And it's an all-day Saturday um, and then Tuesday nights, you know. I haven't been able to really build a relationship with Hayden and Ezra because of the supervised visits. Mm -hmm. Um, And trying to put a family together in a situation like that is very, very, very difficult. Um, Matthew's not able to father them the way he should be able to. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not able to be a stepmom to them and trying to put Aiden into that scenario is a very difficult thing Um, because when Hayden and Ezra stopped seeing Matthew, Aiden wasn't there. Mm -hmm. So now when we started to see Hayden and Ezra having to bring Aiden in, to the situation I feel like was difficult on me and Matthew's relationship. 
Because you had to balance Matthew's affection between your son and yes. his two children. Yes. And that gets complicated. Yes. Very, very complicated. Um, because Aiden's biological father is not in his life. And when Aiden met Matthew, you know, his biological father had been out of his life already for a couple years. Mm-hmm. So when Aiden saw me dating another man, this was the first time he saw it, you know, Aiden clinged to Matthew, you know, wanting a father figure, um, started calling him dad, really l- longing for a father. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was very difficult um, to try to balance. To put that whole picture together. Yes, of... Aiden and Matthew, and then you have Hayden and Ezra, which are his kids. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, I never wanted after Aiden's biological father. I did not want a man with kids. Mm-hmm. I did not. Um, just because Aiden's biological father had a daughter with somebody else, and I stuck by him through all of his court problems Mm -hmm. and I did not want to deal with that again so that was my number one thing was I did not want to date a man with children that was baggage to you at that yes oh absolutely you know I wanted a man to come in and you know take on Aiden as his own and love Aiden and not have to worry about um worry about other kids being more important Mm -hmm. to him than Aiden because Aiden would not be biologically his. Yeah. And I would say now the biggest struggle that me and Matthew have as far as, you know, him having two kids with somebody else and then me having Aiden is because he didn't get to see Hayden and Ezra – like he should, and he had to go a long period of time without seeing him and, and, you know, not having supervised visits. You know, he really cherishes his time with Hayden and Ezra. He really, really loves them, but he also has a a, a longing for them mm-hmm. in a different way. And my fear is, as a mom, is how can I ask my husband to love my child as much as his own when... Aiden's not biologically even his. Has Matthew told you anything to reassure you? Like, yes, we're married now. Aiden is my son. He's my family. I mean, you're moving forward to have him adopt him. Is there anything that he's done to reassure you of those feelings? Yeah, and and, and he tells me that how much he loves Aiden. And he looks at Aiden as his own. Um, I mean, both me and Matthew know that God put us together for a reason. If Matthew did, in the future at some point, um, have share custody with Mm -hmm. his ex, do you think that you and her and he would all be able to co-parent? No. 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 It's just that much of a mess? Yes. I, I think it's sad that me and Jill couldn't come together for Hayden and Ezra, but I don't see me and her being able to, you know, sit next to each other. And, and her and Matthew, I don't 
I hope so, but yeah. I just don't foresee that. Unfortunately, I have yet to still find that relationship. Um, it's been about close to eight years now, seven years, that I've been in, in a, a relationship at all. That's Angel. He's 32 years old, living in a suburb of Chicago. When he and his wife got married in their early 20s, they couldn't have been happier. But after their daughter was born, things got a little rocky. Infidelity rocked their relationship, and they simply couldn't recover after years of trying to reconnect. After separating for a while and filing for divorce, Angel and his ex-wife mended their friendship and have been on great terms successfully co-parenting their daughter. Now Angel is trying to get back into the dating game, but it hasn't gone as well as he had hoped. And do you feel discouraged by that? Uh, kind of. Um, not, not as, you know, like, you know, what's wrong with me type of thing. I think it's more um, kind of a, more of a half, you know, a glass is half full type of person. Um, they say, you know, if it's that, that time, it's that time. If it's not, then just continue doing what I'm doing and not try to press for it. I mean, so with that being said, how you are actively dating, though, are you, you're, like, trying to meet people and go out on dates and things like that? Right, yes, yes, trying to meet people, um, kind of rather not the easiest thing in the world. Um, I've yeah, tried, I was going to say, how yeah. do you meet people? Um, well, I mean, other besides, you know, hanging out with uh, friends and, you know, meeting their, their mutual friends or their, my friends, you know, their girlfriends, um, you know, and then me obviously all hanging out and, you know, meeting their friends. Um, there, I've tried, uh, online dating. Um, that hasn't worked out too well either. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. <laughs> you, what, um, what kind of online dating sites or apps are you using? Uh, I have gone through, uh, Plenty of Fish. I've done, uh, eHarmony. I have done... I'm on actually currently on my second go around with Match.com. Um, yeah, that so yeah, that's pretty much where I'm at right now. And you haven't found anything good? No, no. Um, one friend that I had just met, uh, you know, playing with him during football uh, and everything. Excuse me, and um, got to know his girlfriend, and they've been dating for about three years now. And mm -hmm. they have met her. He met her on uh, eHarmony, and they, oh, wow. and they went on a couple. Of, yeah, they went on a couple of dates, and this and that. And uh, you know, she she was she swore by it. So I I went <laughs> I went and did it. Yeah. Um, she, yeah. She keeps telling me to keep going, to keep doing it, keep doing it. Um. So I, yeah. I'm gonna keep keep going with it. See what Definitely. happens. I trying. To not just get discouraged, but when you're, you know, paying seventy bucks, you know, for a year, and you don't get a a, a message back, it kind of it does get discouraging. Um, yeah. I, you know, I talked openly about this with, um, I don't know how to say it, not girlfriends, but like you know, friends that you know, obviously are girls, just to get their perspective on them. Mm -hmm. um, I've had them even write my profile for me. You know what I'm saying? It kind of like. Because I'm very terrible at trying to describe myself to anybody. Yeah. So I've had had them, you know, say, "Hey, maybe if you write it, it's coming from a girl, that maybe they'll understand." Um, I think that my biggest downfall that I have is that 
I'm, I am five foot four. And I'm not very tall. Well, every girl that I meet on here is looking for a guy that's like five eight, five ten, you know, type area. Um, I don't think it's it's a a crotch I'm trying to use, but I think that's kind of where I'm. I think that's where, I, where I'm finding the hard connection with somebody. I went. I did go on one day from eHarmony, uh, maybe like a, a month after I signed up. Um, when I did with with uh, this young lady, we, uh, she lives in uh, Indiana. I went over there, I picked her up, uh, took her to a comedy show. Uh, you know, we talked, we we laughed, had a good time, had a couple of drinks. Uh, just you know, just sat there and just talked for you know whatever. Um, I think. I told her the next, the very next day. I dropped her off. Well, I dropped her off back home. Told the next, you know, that, you know, hey, you know, tomorrow I'll give you a call. I'll send you a text, whatever. Um, she said okay. She, you know, so that was uh, that was that. That you know, let went home. I sent her a text the next day, letting her know that I was on my way to go pick up my daughter, uh, which she did know I had. I have, um. And I never received a, a text or a callback ever since after that. So and you said that she was aware that you had a daughter. Yeah, she was aware oh, okay. before before we went out out on uh, our first date. Mhm. Um, she was she was aware well aware of it. I kind of um, you know put it on my profile that there you know that it's out there that you know, I'm not going to try to hide anything. There's no reason to hide anything. Um, that yeah, I, I do have a you know like. A soon to be preteen daughter. <laughs> um, God help you. <laughs> and all right. Um yeah. but it's you know, it, it was you know, it was out there. Have you tried to talk to anybody through these sites or just like you said, mutual friends or anything that were not okay with dating because you did have a child and they weren't okay with that? Um, I did there was one girl that actually, you know, I I sent messages out and, you know, I Usually, maybe like once or twice a day, I'll send a message out, you know, trying, you know, introducing myself to um, to any, any girls that, that that I that I find that I'm, or I'm you know, according to the site, I'm matched with. Um, I never got a, uh, I'll, never get, I'll never get a message back. Um, one girl did respond back and says, you know, they told me like, listen, you know, you seem like a great guy, uh, this and that. Um, you, you, I'm looking for something more of, you know, a relationship where, you know, I can build a family for the first time for somebody that who also is building for the first time. Um, you know, the fact that she took her time and responded back to me and told me that, listen, you know, I appreciate everything like that, that you, you know, reached out to me. Um, but that's not what she's looking for. I was actually kind of happy with thrilled that, you know, that she responded back to me and said that to me. So, you know what I'm saying? So I, I, at least I know from my mind that, that, she just was. She wasn't looking for that. Awesome. Because then I know I'm not gonna try to figure out what the hell's going on. So. So, I mean, so like you said, you know, she's 10 years old now, and you are about to be, you know, the parent of a preteen. Have you had any conversations with her about dating, or has she ever asked you, you know, are you ever gonna get married again, Dad? I mean, has that ever come up? I uh, no. She she has. Um, Vanessa is very. Um, she's a very low, low key kind of kind of a kid. Um, she likes her, you know, her 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 TV shows. She likes her her tablet or her phone. Um, you know, she likes to be, you know, just uh, when it comes to you know, daddy being on, you know, being on a date or or hanging out with other, you know, with 
with obviously with other girls, um, she she don't ask questions. She doesn't she doesn't ask. You know, to her, um, her normal to her normal is me. Daddy just being you know here where I'm at and you know being by myself. Uh, that to her that's normal because that's all she's ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've taken her. I've taken her around. You know, and, and brought around all the girls that you know that are friends and you know we've done things together, but. The question of you know, am I dating or am I, you know, she's spending a night or anything like that? Nothing like that has ever, um, she's never asked. Yeah, it's gotta be you know, I, I'm you know, I'm not out there looking for a a, a perfect time, you know, um, it, and I know that everyone has has their, their flaws and and their you know, saying their their negative sides or whatever like that. I mean, which is you know, because I'm not a time, so I'm not gonna expect you know. You know, she could be a ten in my eyes, but you know, it's in the world she she may not be, and that's and that's what I'm looking for. I guess I, I would say is, um, I, I guess I have to be not only physically attracted, but I also have to be, you know, emotionally attracted um, to anybody to somebody. And if they're not in the exact same way, feel the same way, then I, I feel it's not going to work. Um. Once your daughter does start dating, what would be the most important piece of advice that you would give her? Oh, jeez. <laughs> that was, that was the, that's the question I wasn't looking forward to. Oh, I guess it was kind of uh, advice-wise. <sighs> yeah, that's a doozy. Um, just has, she has to make sure that she's happy. Um, you know, it... Not to be pressured into doing anything that she's not willing to do, and just being, you know, herself. Um, and if she's happy um, all the time, then by all means. But if she's not happy, there's no point, you know. Don't waste your time if you're not going to be happy at all. Well, when I first met him, I told my mom, I said, "Oh, he's really cute," and she said. Well, we know he has kids. And I said, darn, like it was kind of like a deal breaker at that point. But then as we kind of continued to talk, I really liked him. And, you know, we were, I don't know, I was pretty happy talking to him. So then it just kind of became nothing important with the kids. That's Carl and Lexi. They're 30 and 24 at Living in Rockford, Illinois. Carl has three sons from his previous marriage, and Lexi does not have any children of her own. When they started dating, it was a tough adjustment. Lexi wasn't sure that she wanted to date someone who had previously been married and had several children to bring into the relationship. But she fell in love regardless, and the rest is history. She says the toughest part, though, is remembering her role and holding back from trying to be their mom. We actually didn't start living together until last year, so we had already been in the relationship for three years. Um, It's not easy. I mean, we'll be honest here. Mm -hmm. It's not easy, but it... You get used to it, and it's a little hard at first because with me not having kids, never raising kids, it it was hard for me to not parent because I'm not a parent. I'm not their parent. Mm -hmm. So it's hard not to reprimand them or teach them certain things I would rather they be taught. Yeah. Um, So that's probably, it's hard, but it gets easier. Yeah. (laughs) As the time goes on. So have you guys had conversations about how where your lines are with what you can tell the boys and how you can sort of maintain that boundary between being a parent but also not 
being a parent? Um, we've de- I mean, we've talked about it, but a lot of it, again, I mean, I grew up with divorced parents. My parents have been divorced since I was three, so I've had step-parents around a lot. So I've kind of learned from that, mm-hmm. and so I think I've been able to kind of hold myself back on certain things um, without us having to discuss it. Gotcha. So what made you decide that even though you thought kids would be a deal breaker, what made you decide that it wasn't? Um, Because I fell in love with him, and I knew that the kids were kind of a package deal, so it was something I was just willing to take on. Mm -hmm. And not a lot of people are willing to take that on, you know. So it um, it really wasn't that hard for me to say that I was going to do it, that I was going to date him and be with him. So was there a time where you didn't get along or it was particularly hard to deal with the kids around? Yes. Okay, so as they get older, it's getting, they get more uh, vocal about things and how they, more how they're feeling on how I treat them or, you know, if I yell at them, they'll say, they'll be a little more vocal about it. So I'd say um, as they're getting older, it's getting a little bit tougher to try to, be their stepmom, mm-hmm. but um, there we did have a time probably when we first moved where they were having a hard time with me being there and you know telling them what to do, clean your room, do your chores type of thing. Um, so I'd say that was probably the roughest point that we had that I had with the kids. Do you but, think they've gotten used to you now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. A little more, yeah. Yeah. I think as time goes on and as we learn from everything, every situation, we're learning from it. Mm-hmm. You know, we're kind of flying by the seat of our pants. Yeah. You know? And if there's something I'm doing that they don't like, they'll let me know. And then I just have to try to step back. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to step back sometimes and not push forward for certain things. Yeah. So. Well, the toughest part for me is the the kids with her because she doesn't have kids and it's 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 just I don't want them to overwhelm her too much Mm -hmm. because yes I have three boys and boys will be boys they're destructive and everything else and I just don't want them to overwhelm her to where she's going to get mad and any or anything like that because it it happens but sure I can imagine having three kids of any age and then especially three boys would be madness to someone who doesn't have any children so yes yeah Yeah. you really just kind of have to hold yourself back you really have to be pretty strong to be with somebody with kids and not overstep your boundaries and not overstep your boundaries especially and you know you got to think about them but you also have to think about their mom too you know I don't want to step on her toes you know and I constantly tell them you know I'm not your mom I'm not going to try to be your mom but you still have to listen to me. And I right. think that's I think that's probably just the toughest part is being being there but not being able to parent them or teach them certain things and instill certain things in them mm-hmm. that they may not agree with. Yeah. So, do you feel like she gets a little bit of a say though? Like if she had a strong opinion about something the boys were doing or something she wanted them to do that you would take that into consideration? Oh yeah. She she's got any say that she wants. Okay. I, so I have no problem with that at all. So it's more you just holding yourself back, Lexi, instead of... It's not like Carl's restricting you and saying you can't tell the boys A, B, and C. It's more like you trying to watch yourself. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Carl's never once told me not to do something with them. 
Okay. Uh, he's never held me back from saying anything, doing anything, taking toys away. You know, it, it's me holding myself back. Gotcha. And again, I think it just stems from growing up in that and knowing what I didn't like growing mm-hmm. up in that and trying to do the opposite. You yeah. Know, trying to be there for them as their friend, but also parent them in a way. Like someone they could respect. Right. Right. Yeah. So with that being said, do you feel like at some point you will become more and more of a parent as time goes on that you may end up co-parenting with Carl and his ex? Yeah, I think so. On like an even level? mm Mm-hmm. And I actually, I do get along with um, his ex-wife now. Mm -hmm. She wasn't a huge fan when we first started dating, but after a while... Now that we're living together, and I think she understands, I do care about the kids very much, mm-hmm. and I think she understands that now. And her and I actually worked together uh, a couple weeks ago to try to find the kids a doctor. You know, I said, "Well, I'll call this doctor," and she said, "Okay, I'll call this doctor." So, I mean, we we do work together now, and okay. we're able to sit down and have conversations, and it's it's civil. Um, so yeah. How was that for you getting back into the dating game after you were divorced? Uh, I won't lie at first it was scary because I've been with this person for so long and now I'm jumping into another person and at first it was scary but then once I got to sit down and get to know her and talk to her mom and stuff it it made me feel a lot better because yeah. I, I won't lie it was scary dating you at first yeah. I was like oh geez I have kids I just got out of a marriage it's like oh it was a lot yeah it was a lot. I was going to say, did you feel like you were bringing a lot into the yeah. relationship and that might overwhelm everybody? Yeah, and that's the thing. is, like when I, we first started dating, I was, wasn't was like jumping into the relationship because I was bringing three kids with me, with her, and it's, it's just scary to try and introduce three kids to somebody that don't have kids. And it's just you figure you're going to mention those three kids and then that person's just going to be like, bye. Yeah. I was always scared she was just going to leave. Because it would just be too overwhelming. Yeah, too overwhelming for her. What, at what point in your relationship did you find yourself becoming more comfortable and not feeling that fear? Um, I would say a couple of months down the road after we had introduced the kids to her and everything and seeing how she worked out with the kids, it kind of eased me a little bit, but there's still that little bit of me that was always scared. Yeah. Yeah. So, but once you saw her interacting with them, you kind of felt like, I felt a okay, little this better. is good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it would have been a lot scarier had they not gotten along with her or had yeah. it been a really bad That's the thing is, like, when we introduced the kids to her, I was always like, oh, great, they're going to be mean to her because it's not their her mom, their mom. And it, it, it scared me for a while. I was scared for about a good two, three months. Because I just, I expected the kids to snap on her. Like, you're not my mom. Yeah. They have yet to say that to me, though. Yeah. Really? In the four years you guys have been together, they've never said anything like that? They've never said that. that. And, I mean, I think we should be pretty darn proud about that because that was my fear, is them being upset, well, you're not my mom. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think that's why I've tried so hard not to be their mom. What has been um, the best part about dating each other that has surprised you, something that you wouldn't expect? I'll say you've changed me a lot. You've changed me for the best, for the better part of it. Oh, that is just so sweet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is. 
I think the best thing is is learning from all of it. I think we've both really grown from each other. Mm-hmm. You know, him and I are very opposite on certain things. I'm very, um, like, hyperactive and, you know, trying to get things done. And he's more, like, laid back, you know, live at, live in the moment. I'm, like, looking at the future. Mm-hmm. So he's been able to kind of calm me down a little bit so I don't worry as much. <laughs> trying to plan out the next 10, 20 years of yeah. your life. Yeah. And, yeah, and he's, he's like, like whoa. Well, I'm just planning so, on next week. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, he's def- we've, we've learned a lot from each other. And honestly, I think I've learned a lot from the kids, too. Yeah. I think they've taught me to be a better person. Patience. Patience. Takes a lot of patience. Yeah. <laughs> that about does it for episode four of K. Follow us on Twitter at The K Podcast and like us on Facebook to stay updated on new episodes and exclusive content. I'd like to thank all of my guests for sharing their stories because without them, the show would not be possible. If you want to hear more from our guests, visit our website at www.thekpodcast.com to see their bios and listen to their full-length interviews. If you'd like to share your dating stories with Kay, we want to hear them. Whether it's completely embarrassing, disgustingly romantic, or just downright average, we want to know about it. Visit www.thekpodcast.com slash datinglife to submit your story. The music in this episode was provided by royalty-free music from Ben Sound, and the entire episode was edited and produced by yours truly. I'm Chelsea Ray. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Okay?